Welcome to Back to Debbie. We are the premier Debbie show brought to you by Campus Ken. I'm Mike. This is my co-host, Corey. And we are buried in off-season content. And with the NFL draft declarations wrapping up this past Monday, it's time to focus on incoming freshmen. That's right. This will be our first recruiting class. But first, Corey with the news. Yeah, and speaking about those draft declarations, like you just mentioned, um, we just had the uh, deadline this past Monday, and we got everybody that we were hoping to see. TCU wide receiver Quinton Johnson, uh, TCU running back uh, Kendra Miller, uh, OSU quarterback CJ Stroud, and USC wide receiver Jordan Addison all declaring for the draft. So everybody can stop debating over what's going on there. They're all going to declare, and they're all going to make us very happy. Uh, I did just want to mention, if nobody knew, that uh, Oklahoma – or sorry – Former Oklahoma, now South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler is returning, and Washington wide receiver Romo Dunze is also returning, which I kind of figured after uh, Michael Penix and uh, Jalen McMillan ended up returning. So that should be another fun offense again next year. Um, heading over to the transfer portal, um, we did get one of my guys and, and a place that we talked about in our transfer portal show, and that's a uh, former Kent State wide receiver Dante Cephas going over to Penn State. Might be able to kind of be a, a Josh Dotton uh, type over there. I mean, um, Jahan Dotson type over there for them. That'd be kind of interesting. Um, we've got J. Michael Sturdivant going over to UCLA, another one of our guys over here. Um, Sean Tyler, uh, running back that was headed over to Oklahoma State, um, actually flipped and went to Minnesota and le- care less about Sean Tyler, but it's nice there that it opens up the door back for our, our guy, Ollie Gordon, over there to maybe uh, become the guy over at OK State. Um, USC wide receiver CJ Williams, uh, former USC wide receiver CJ Williams has um, committed to Wisconsin. And then we've got two former quarterbacks from last year's class that were kind of interesting to some people in former Tennessee quarterback Taven Jackson is in the portal and former five star surprising five star LSU quarterback Walker Howard has gone to the portal as well. Um, So that about wraps it up for the news and notes for this week. Make sure you guys are keeping it locked on the C2C podcast and YouTube channel to keep you guys up to date on everything you need to know going on around the league. I believe Taven Jackson actually committed to Indiana, and uh, I hear rumors, bro, TCU's in on on Walker Howard, so we'll see about that. Oh, there you go. There's another little update for you guys from Mike. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into our player profiles here. Again, we're talking 2023 rookie profiles here. We're going to talk about Cedric Tillman. Six foot three, 215 pounds, Tennessee wide receiver. He is a year one zero. Gotta say that I'm a company man, but he wasn't a really high end recruit this past year. Six games played, 37 receptions for 417 yards and three touchdowns. Nothing to write home about, but last year, 64 receptions for 1,081 yards and 12 touchdowns. And this includes a 152-yard performance against Alabama, and a 200-yard performance against Georgia. These are the defenses that we talked about being super teams. Not not this past season, but two seasons ago. He was putting up these type of numbers against round one corners, and that's that's exactly what you want to see here. So I'm, I'm just going to go right to Cedric Tillman here. His route tree for me is not it's not complex, not diverse. He's not going to – he's not a manipulator, a lot of comebacks. Um but he gets it done, and I and I do think he's quick to, to transition to a runner after the catch, which is what I really like to see. He's not just catching the ball, and then he's too slow to process what's around him. He's very quick at getting to the being a runner. Um, again, I love the size. He's physical. I think I think he has an NFL skill set. He's he's kind of he's commonly comp to Michael Thomas and, and Michael Pittman, and I think that's a really fair comp. He is a fifth year senior. He's I wouldn't say he's getting forgotten about in like rookie drafts, 
but I haven't really seen him go earlier than like the mid second. And I think that's a great value for him too. Yeah, I like that. I like that value for him as well. And uh, he is a guy that I like quite a bit as well. He's one of the guys that kind of offer um, that true prototypical uh, out wide X size and upside in this class, other than Quentin Johnson near the top. You know, I think I think he does have some sneaky speed too. Like um, you saw him get behind the DBs in some of those games, especially against Alabama and Georgia. You know, I, I maybe think he's like like I don't know your take. I'd say he's like a four or five guy, maybe a low four or five guy. I could see him doing that. You know, performed well against the, t- the tough competition as well as always a plus. A very physical guy too. There was a play. Um, even in that Georgia game where he literally, I can't remember who the DB was, but he like hand fights him like 10 yards down the field, probably a penalty at the NFL, but it doesn't matter. It was still nice to see he fights him off at the point of the catch comes down with a big grab. So I like that physicality. I still like to see that because like the DB was getting his face and he wasn't, he wasn't backing down at all. He actually won the rep, ended up getting like a 15 yard catch or something. So things like that. I love to see from him. Um, another guy who's pretty good off the line, you know, in general likes to use like a little outside inside move kind of repetitive with it. Um, but he does win the leverage. I like to see, um, from, uh, at the in the beginning of his route that I want to see um, uses his hands really well at the line as well a lot more physical guy than a finesse guy um, which you know in some instances like might worry you that you know he's going to get flagged a lot more on the next level if, if he's a little bit too physical but I still like to see like that nasty in my wide receiver you know I like to I like to see that so um, you know you talked about the route tree as well not a very diverse route tree not a very diverse lineup either 90% of his snaps came outside probably at that right position as well didn't move along lineup very much so he's lacking a little bit of versatility in that in that department as well but i'm honestly a pretty big pretty big fan of tillman i i took him in a a few late spots in debbie drafts last year and i think right now he's probably like my early wide receiver six seven somewhere in that range i'm in the same yeah he's been wide receiver six like since mid-season so I'm, i'm with you there uh let's go on to our next guy here let's talk about josh downs five foot ten 175 yeah. pounds unc wide receiver you already hear Corey's a big fan. <laughs> 101 receptions for 1,312 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, look, he he's he's hurt like every game, man. He's like Deontay Johnson of college football, where he's always hurt, but then he'll play the rest of the game. He's the only option um, they had. He had to get his ass out there. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> definitely, we're gonna count on Andre Green out there. No. But um, no. So he's he's small, and everyone knows my opinion about small wide receivers. And every single year, I make the exception. I pick one short king. Um, and I'm last year it was Sky Moore. The year before that was Elijah Moore. So I mean, go ahead and fade me at your own cost. But I am a big Josh Downs fan. Okay, big fan for a little guy. Sometimes big things come in little packages, Corey. Uh, but he's <laughs> he is he he's a technician. I mean, he is quick. I, I like him a lot. And I don't know what more to say about that. He's a technician. He's comped a lot to, to Tyler Lockett. I comp him usually to Brandon Cooks. Either one of those guys. I'm very excited about that production as a rookie. Um, he's just kind of like defaulted to being like the pretty consensus wide receiver five because of size concerns. I don't mm-hmm. think I have a real big issue with that, but I I want to emphasize the upside is there. Like he does have great hands. He's he's just he just gets hurt, but like he again he plays through it. So I I think he's a really great prospect. But Corey, just speak technical to me. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, man. Yeah, he's really one of the first guys that I kind of, I kind of fell in love with a little bit. You know, uh, depending on what you want to call Waddle and his size. Yeah, I don't know if you, you call him small because I did fall in love with Waddle as well. But Josh Downs is the next guy after that. You know, um, I like his twitchiness. I like his athleticism. This was a guy who's tested uh, a four four flat as a recruit. 
uh, and a 40 inch vertical as a recruit. So we're already three years removed from that. So I could imagine what that looks like now. He's a very, very good athlete on the field, very good footwork as a route runner as well. Um, he has that suddenness in, in his breaks, you know, similar to like a Jalen Waddle. Did some really good work in the red zone this year as well, which I like to see, you know, won his routes in that short space, uh, which is something that's tough to do, um, but he was able to do it. Um, there's often I, I, I say it this way there's often multiple layers to his routes as well where he changes the the tempo he changes the way he breaks he changes the way he, he moves his head sells them off with deception you know, head fakes I, I like all of that as a package for him you know I, I think he plays kind of big for a smaller wide receiver too you know if you throw on like um like any old Josh Downs highlight tape you know you're gonna see a lot of those plays down the field you're gonna see the ones where he gets the ball and then he just goes through the defense as well but there's a lot of plays where he's down the field stretching out for a catch catching a ball over a DB like he does some really good things down the field as well we're talking about this year as well 75 percent contested catch rate on 15 contested catches this year um he's really a threat all over the all over the field you know and like you're saying with a player's size, there's always going to be concerns, you know, does he get pigeonholed into the slot? And I, I agree. That's a valid concern. Um, we did see him play a little bit more outside this year, up to 15% from 2% last year. Um, but I do still think it can be a valid concern. He might get, he might get think, uh, ding there. Um, I don't think health is as much of a concern. I know, I think he was battling ankle this year. I know last year, I'm pretty sure he stayed healthy for most of the year last year, if I remember correctly. Um, I also wonder if he's going to come in at that 5'10", 175 pounds, which is the other scary part. Because I know as a recruit, he was verified at 5'9". So I'm hoping that he comes more in at 5'10", maybe even closer to 180 pounds. That would really make it a lot better to me projection-wise. But I do agree with the, the Tyler Lockett comp. I also have Elijah Moore there. I think, like you were talking about before, that was a wide receiver you kind of bought into. I think he's kind of in that similar bucket as well, another slot-heavy wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, I think he could have similar upside in the NFL as those guys too. You know, currently my wide receiver four in the class. Ooh, who do you have behind him? Yeah, I got Addison behind him. Ooh. Uh, no, but I, I do. I do think he's a quick, quick, quick twitch separator out of this class. Like that's that's the definition of what he is. I do want to put like my one negative on him is is yak ability. I don't really see as much as that. Again, like he's not going to fight through contact. Um, but I I do I do like Josh Downs and every single aspect of his game. And I I do hear some narrative. I want to put to bed here that I've heard some narratives about uh, the NFL not liking uh, receivers from the system. Uh, talking about Diami Brown. I know I think Corey shares this opinion with me. I think Diamond Brown was a one-trick pony. Yeah. I, I thought he was very clearly just ran the same route with the same catch and the same sideline. Uh, so I, I don't think that these two players compare. I, I do think Josh Downs is very versatile, whereas like Diamond Brown was a third-round pick, but that he was just a very – just a one-trick, and that's that's what he was. So Right. And uh, the other guy there that went to the Bears who, who ran all the underneath stuff, and then they had – Diami would just run the, the deep stuff, but it's like they put all that together in downs and just gave him that complete role for like these past yeah. two years, you know? So those guys before each had one singular role. Josh Downs is a versatile asset. You can move yeah. around as a chess piece. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Today's show is about incoming freshmen. And hopefully we can answer the question, how good is the 2026 draft class? But first, I do want to give a shout out to the Campus to Canton recruiting team at the expo and just just in general. It, it's often heard that like founders joke, I joke saying that that Jarek, the guy that's behind our analytics at the site, is the only uh, non-replaceable member here at Campus to Canton. The rest of us can die in a car crash and, and they can find someone new like the next day. But I truly believe like our recruitment team is like hitting that tier. I mean, they are breaking barriers. They have now they have verified metrics that correlate to production coming out of high school. 
which is just insane. I mean, they they find gems like Quinshawn Judkins, who was a, a three-star running back. They all gave him good film grades. They're finding out his miles per hour and his size and just the, so on and so on, dude. It's just insane. And Alfred, he releases uh, a three-star article every single year. It's held by one of our contributors, PJ, as being his favorite article of the year. We all we all keep our eyes out for it because just they hit on these three stars too. The campus to can recruiting team is just ahead of the game, ahead of the game. And I highly recommend you guys go check them out. You can find them on Twitter. David, he's at solving football, Matt, which is at big wide receiver guy. And then you got Alfred. I I would plug him, but Alfred doesn't consume our content. So I can't, I don't want to do that. So I don't want (laughs) to plug him, but, and you can check out their show. The official it's on YouTube. It's on, it's on uh, Spotify as well. Like their stuff is top notch. So without further ado, Corey, Let's dive into the top of the freshman class, a.k.a. the future 2026 class. Now, quarterbacks, every every year we see about like, you know, max of five quarterbacks hit that that first round draft gap. But that that would be what's considered a heavy class. So I want to ask you, who are your top five quarterbacks in this class out of this top group here? Yeah, so uh, my number one guy, I've got uh, Malachi Nelson going over to USC. Uh, he's my quarterback one. Quarterback two, I've got Dante Moore Jr., uh, the Oregon uh, commit who flipped and went to UCLA now. Um, number three, I've got Jackson Arnold, uh, Oklahoma commit. Um, and then at number four, I've got uh, the highly touted lineage in Arch Manning sitting at number four, heading over to Texas. And then I've got uh, Nico. I don't want to say his last name. <laughs> Leon, yeah, you can you can handle that one for me. Going over to Tennessee <laughs> as my number five. Yeah, I, I actually am locked in step on the first two. Uh, three for me is Nico Imalieva. Four is Jackson Arnold. Five is Arch Manning. Uh, Nico is often joked as Slenderman for our company behind scenes. Yeah. So <laughs> I wrote that as a tall, note too. Skinny. I was totally going to put that. I was totally going to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, let's let's start with talking uh, Malachi Nelson here. I'm just going to talk narrative here. Okay, we have a quarterback going to Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley has what three Heisman winners the last five years which is just, you know, ridiculous. I, I think it's guaranteed that he's also a future Heisman. He goes to USC, who has no problem getting offensive talent. And that defense, hopefully Lincoln can turn around, but that defense never does it any favor, so every game's a shootout. So I, I do think Nelson here is almost the easiest to bet to be a future Heisman winner, like just hands down. But he's also, I think, the best prospect. I think he's the most polished here. How do you feel about Malachi Nelson? Yeah, no, I agree. And and he really got attached to Lincoln Riley, you know, was originally committed to Oklahoma, uh, flipped to USC once Lincoln Riley flipped over there as well. So he, he followed him over there. I, I watched a lot of interviews on this kid as well. A really high character kid. I love the way he comes off a lot of swag. But he was saying, you know, his, his dream is the NFL. That's so he wherever he goes, he just wants it to be a stepping stone to the NFL, you know, and he really believes Lincoln Riley can be that. So I like that. I like that loyalty showed to him. You know, he really followed him over there um, as a player. Um he does everything you want in a, to see in a quarterback, right? You know, this is a guy who can escape the pocket, got good pocket mobility, avoids a rush, keeps his eyes downfield. You know, not not going to be a guy who's going to kill you with his legs rushing, but but still enough to pick up yards, you know, when it's needed. Um, he's got that arm talent everybody loves. That You know, he's got the different arm angles. Um, one thing that really stood out to me, though, was I did love the anticipation in his throws, which I do think is lacking from a lot of top 
top quarterback prospects a lot of the time. So I love to see that. Um, like you were saying, goes to USC, a school that puts up big numbers. He's going to have to sit behind Caleb, obviously. Also has his high school wide receiver one and Makai Lemon going over there as well, which is nice yep. to see as, as well as another highly touted guy we'll get into uh, later on. So he's going to have a lot of weapons there for him. It's going to be set up nicely for him once Caleb moves on to the next uh, to the to the draft next year. I just want to point out, of course, like uh, we were talking about Slenderman and Nico as well, but Malachi Nelson is 185 pounds. So I do want to see some add some weight, but oh, still very early. He's on campus. He weighed in at uh, 200 flat, I believe. Oh, really? See, so that's yeah, nice yeah. news. That's great news. Fantastic. Yeah. It might have had me on that weight number, but I know he weighed in like 10 pounds heavier than than uh, was last expected. So we're already on the right track then, at least. So yeah, let's go over to the number two here, uh, Dante Moore. Uh, he's I can't say criticized, but he's he's labeled as a game manager almost sometimes. Yeah. I think he had the best performance out of the Elite Eleven. He just looked great, and he looked like in control. And these guys only had a week to practice and do stuff with each other, and he was commanding that offense as if like he's been there all year. And I, I love to see that in UCLA too. As a school, they don't really get prolific passers. Uh, you know, a DTR is not. I'm not saying they're bad passers, but they're they're they're, they're not known for their passing offense. And I think Dante Moore is going to be the best pure quarterback that they've seen in in uh, oh, as far back as my my memory goes. Definitely better than Mariota, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I I I am very excited about Dante Moore and, and like. I'm also excited about their pass catchers there. I don't know who's going to be the future pass catcher there. And I know they just got J. Michael Sturdivant, as you said, the news. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be there by the time Moore takes over fully. But I I am excited about the Debbie offense of UCLA outside the running back court. Yeah, and I just recently watched that Under Armour game. At least I was trying to catch highlights wherever I went. I think he threw for four touchdowns in that game. Looked like the best best, quarterback prospect easily. I think there is something to saying he's a really like high floor prospect, I guess. Right. You know, like really, really solid build, um, really well refined mechanics. Uh, one, one of the notes I took to one of the guys that when he gets on the run really does a nice job resetting his base before he throws, he's not trying to, you know, whip it like a, like a baseball uh, thrower or, or do these crazy arm angles. He's a guy that goes, he resets his feet. He gets it downfield. He's very mechanically sound, which is, which is really what I like, you know, and he's got a pretty good arm, maybe not as dynamic as someone like, like, Malachi Nelson or uh, you know I maybe wanted to see him drive the ball like a little bit more or whatever but I do really think he's he's probably one of the more well-rounded prospects um and, and like you said I think there's some room here at, at UCLA DTR is going to be gone um they did add Colin Schley from Kent State I don't yeah. I'm not a, a firm crazy believer that he's going to be the guy like everybody else thinks he's going to be the guy maybe Dante Moore with all his experience this is a four-year starter as well two state titles um, he's got a lot of experience, a lot of reps. He could, he could hopefully put himself into the competition early on, but uh, we'll see what happens going to next year. I, so I just don't believe, I know a lot of people talk about Dante Moore possibly starting as a freshman. It's just a lot. There's a lot of seniority here. I mean, even like we kept saying for Kate Klubnik all year and it didn't happen yeah. until like the last game of the year. So I, I do think it's Slee for a year. And then, well, you still got, I mean, you still got, what's his name there too, who had some, a little bit of buzz anyways, Ethan Garber's over there too, right? Who could maybe oh put his name in the competition. I, it, but, yeah. they took a transfer. <laughs> I think that said enough right there. They took yeah. a transfer court. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it's going to be Slee. And then maybe like, if they're, they're just not having a good season, they'll, they'll throw in Dante Moore. But uh, year two though, yeah, all aboard Dante Moore for sure. hundred uh, percent. Going on to, um, Let's talk about your number three here first. So we'll talk about Jackson Arnold. He's my four. Corey's three. Uh, six foot one, two hundred. Right, stockier build. Did I get that size right? Yeah, six one, two hundred five is what I've got. Two hundred five. Yeah. Okay. Goes to Oklahoma. I I actually thought it was kind of funny because um 
I think he's like similar to Dylan Gabriel, but like better in every category you would want Dylan Gabriel to be better at. Yeah, uh, so we want Dylan Gabriel to be maybe. <laughs> yeah, we, that we wish yeah. he would be. So anyway, so he's yeah. he's very mobile. That's his thing. I I know that we have uh, some sources at OU that think that he was the QB one in the class, and I. And I I mean, I think he belongs here. I don't really have a lot to say about Jackson Arnold. I don't think he's as good as a passer as these other guys, but I don't think he's – I think his main thing is his mobility. Like, I really do. I think he's just good at extending a play. Yeah, and I did just look. Our C2C team here, the recruiting team, did top him, clock him at 20.8 miles per hour as a rusher, which is pretty high-end number for a quarterback. So he's definitely got some legs to him. Uh, does a nice job throwing on the run as well. That is the one thing that stands out to him. I think he's got a big arm. I just think it needs to be refined. Like he's, he's kind of got like that Colin Kaepernick arm where he just kind of throws it. I, I want to see a little more refinement from him, a little more touch. Um, you know, um, I, I hope that he comes in at that size as well. The six one two zero five. I hope he's not more like Dylan Gabriel. Who's like, what, what is Dylan Gabriel? Isn't he like five, 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 ten? Yeah. He's like five, five, something. Yeah. So I, I always get worried when the numbers are close to, to my threshold, right? Cause I want to see six foot is kind of like my line and 200 is my line. So, you know what I mean? So if they're close to that, I get worried. Let's see what they're going to come in at or whatever. So let's hope that he's that size at least. But, uh, you know, good good um, situation there as well. They are a high-flying offense. They've got interesting weapons. Nobody that's really stood out, I guess, with Marvin Mims moving on now. But you got Jalil Farouk over there. Uh, Jaden Gibson was an interesting freshman last year that I kind of liked. Had, had a nice spring last year. Didn't really get on the field much. Um, LV Bunkley-Shelton. Also, a guy formerly of Arizona State had some nice games over there. You know, I'm not really sure about his Debbie value, but could be a nice option for them in the slot over there. So he'll be sitting at least for a year, which I think is going to be good for him. And and hopefully we'll be seeing him in, in 2024. And uh, Nick Evers transfers out, so there's less competition right, in the QB too, room. Yes, yeah. yeah, so he should be immediately slotted as a QB too, like undisputed. Don't got to worry about general booty over there. <laughs> so, uh, but let's, let's talk about um, – my my three, your five. So let's talk about Ninko Imalieva. So he's he's very skinny. He's like I don't know the size in front of me. He's six foot five. What is it? One eighty five. One ninety five is what I've got. One ninety five. I don't know that. Yeah, I know. He looks yeah. so skinny. Out there. <laughs> he's very slender, but some of his throws are just amazing. I mean, a lot of zip. I mean, he he makes it look effortless. I mean, his throws are, are NFL caliber throws, but like it's not consistent. You know, it's almost like looking at. Malik Willis, who's going to the NFL draft, where you see like one amazing throw, and then there's like three or four throws where you're kind of like saying to yourself, you know, what what the f is that? Yeah. So um, I'm exaggerating there a little bit, but it, it, he does have some amazing throws. He's going to Tennessee. Taven Jackson's gone. Hendon Hooker's gone. I, he might be an immediate starting player there for them. And and Josh Heupel's system has produced two NFL quarterbacks. It might be a third with Hendon Hooker. Um, none of these guys get a high draft capital because it's kind of a gimmicky offense. But again, I'm kind of believing in the system because he does he does find ways to make his quarterbacks super productive. He's got the five star pedigree. He does have tools that you like to see a lot. And and everyone, including mine, biggest complaint is his frame. He's just got a really skinny frame. It, so even though he's like six foot five, like I don't know how much more weight he can add uh, because he is just a, a very skinny guy. Yeah, hopefully we're not looking at like the next Jaden Daniels in that sense. Like not as a oh, man, I was thinking player, the same thing. Yeah, yeah like really hopefully was. we're constantly looking. Did he get to that 200 market? Did he get the? You know, we're like looking every year, and he just never reaches it or something. So, he wears the uh, uh, like the waist pad that sticks out farther than his chest pad. And you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This this guy was actually just as of today the newly minted quarterback one for for on three recruits over there. So who's 
getting a little bold with their rankings as well. So um, I do agree with you on the arm, a uh, big arm, you know, it kind of reminded me of like, maybe just a Tennessee connection or whatever, but it was like, it's almost like Joe Milton's arm on a skinnier like body over here or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's got the big yeah. arm can, can yeah. throw it anywhere on the field. Throws a really tight spiral as well. Um, the one thing with him, why I do have him maybe a little bit lower. I mean, this is top five guy. still not, um, it's not like I'm super low on him or, or anything like that. I do find that he likes to play a little bit of backyard ball. Like we've talked about this. I, I find that he holds the ball a little bit long. Sometimes wants to escape the pocket, find the big play down the field. Sometimes instead of like just staying in the pocket and delivering the ball a little bit, some of the stuff is also hard to tell just watching huddle tape and highlights and whatever the hell we can, we can find as well. Right. So, the, but this was just the general feel I got from him. He likes the dazzle, the big play likes to get outside kind of Russell Wilson ish in that way where he liked to get out of the pocket and find the play down the field so that was kind of the tendencies that i found with him and, and again the, the thin weights you know so so those are kind of the things that are putting him down for me but i do think very very talented arm talent um needs to refine it a little bit but uh he's got a lot of upside over there in that system he's he likes to go deep too i mean like uh not throwing deep i'm saying like he gets that ball and he takes like his steps back consistently like yes, he is yeah. he likes to create a lot of space in front of him and just to get everything within view which I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing because he's got a really good arm for it. So and maybe that's okay why he wants works. to escape the pocket as well is because he likes to get yeah. that view without the guys in front of him. You know what I mean? But uh, I would like to see him work a little bit more inside that pocket, though. And I'm, I'm uh, quoting uh, David at Solving Football here. I, I don't think he's, uh, you know, he uses the word gamer a lot. I don't think Nico's a gamer. I mean, I just don't. I, I don't. You don't see him blocking. You don't see him going downfield trying. He, he throws the ball and then he's like, my job is done. This is it. Oh, running back got the ball. My job's done like that. So I, I don't know about the effort he gives into the play. Um, again, he's also super skinny, so I don't know what I'm expecting him to do as a blocker. But in high school, man, I think you can probably block in high school. Do something. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do something. So uh, that, that's Nico. And then our last guy, who is your three and my five, and I'm going to let you lead off on this one, is going to be Arch Manning. Yeah, he's gonna, he's actually my number four, but that that's fine, too. Oh, sorry, um, guy. Me. Yeah, obviously five star, um, six four two fifteen has the size you want. You know, obviously a part of the impressive lineage of the Manning family, widely regarded as a quarterback one of this class. Um, I do think he has pretty nice arm talent. He's pretty clean mechanically, uh, gets the ball up quick. Uh, I noticed some nice touch on deep balls. Um, already brings that great size to the to the position. Mobility is not going to be something you're going to write home about with him, uh, but he can move around the pocket and throw a little bit. Um, I think a lot of the things are good. I think the big thing that people want to point to it here is obviously the competition level in which he played in high school is a little bit lower. Um, yeah. And then we saw him against some tougher competition. Like when Manning got into the playoffs this year, his team got absolutely wiped out in the quarter quarterfinals. Um, Same with last year, by the way, pretty no, terrible. No, no, both years, both years. Yeah. Two years uh, in a row. He, uh, he himself had a pretty terrible game too. I think less than a uh, hundred yards passing, uh, two interceptions, one fumble. And this is how we pretty much ended his, his high school career as well. Really seemed to struggle when the pressure was getting his face from the highlights that I was watching on anything that I could find. Um, I also think uh, if, if I'm not correct, I was like the first interception he threw all year, I think. So he pretty, he really dominated his competition, but like, uh, when he got to the harder stuff in the playoffs, he just really fell apart. So I think that the jump to the college level, uh, might prove to take a little bit longer than he anticipated, probably than than some people do. I still think he has really nice foundation of skills there to work with. Um, but it's nice that he goes to Texas. He's going to sit behind Quinn Ewers. He's not going to be asked right away to to play, so he's going to be able to learn and, and kind of learn a little bit behind the scenes. I was gonna, I was ready to come in here with the hammer, and you kind of hit on the negatives that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so he he's not bold. 
Like he doesn't take risks. Yeah. Uh, and then in those two playoff games at his junior and senior year, he gets zeroed. You know, he doesn't, he's not a quarterback that elevates his offense. And I get it. He goes to a small private school. They play other small private schools. One of his, like, I don't know if you saw, like his slot receiver had to be like five foot six, a hundred and like hundred pounds flat. So it was <laughs> like, it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. So I, I don't, his competition's terrible. Max prep actually ranks, strength of schedule for high schoolers matt bruni pointed out to me one time i've been like looking up every single prospect i'm, I'm about to put it on my grading sheet honestly because it like history of schedule was terrible i mean they were like yeah. the 60th ranked school in the state so he's he's playing against these these little kids he's playing his little kids and like he's supposed to i think it's gonna take him a while to translate to college game speed I'm with you. I didn't think he was good against pressure and i do think he was good at scrambling but again it's like scrambling against kids that were like Five his six, his one, pockets you know. were so clean too. Like he just, yeah. he barely even needed to scramble. A lot of the highlights you're watching, he's sitting back there like just with nobody even in his face. Like it was yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a very good situation for him. And you know, I'm surprised he ended up as number one, but I'm not because of the name. I think that's right. what a lot of what a lot yeah. of is happening. And I I'm giving credit again to David at solving football is that he said like, are we really going to fade somebody that has whatever resource he wants for private coaching? You know, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, that's a good point. I think there's like, some insulated want... value there you can bank on, kind of, you know. Yes. So I, Hedging I, I definitely bets. 100%, yeah, I 100% <laughs> get that factor of it. I'm just a little blown by the level of competition and his refusal to go to any Elite 11, any quarterback competition. Yeah. I mean, show us what you really made up. Like, just show us. Dude. Like, it's okay. Like, no, it's almost like, like the guys who refuse to do the combine, right? He's trying to just like trying to rest on his hype and rest on everything that everybody says about him. He's got the number one ranking. What do I need to prove? I'm just going to stay yeah, and, where I am. <laughs> right, yeah. And part of it's like, hey, man, good for you because you're getting the bag. Like, you know it. Don't risk it. Like, that's great. Yeah. But for guys like us, we want to see you play. And he's just refusing to play higher than these private school competitions until he gets until he gets absolutely blown out in the playoffs. So I – um, so the whole narrative that I've definitely seen on Twitter for sure is that he's not taking Quinn's job year one, zero percent no. chance. I don't believe that at all. And, and I don't, and if there's going to be smoke in the off season, every single league I don't own Quinn Ewers in, I'm going to own Quinn Ewers in. Uh, anyway. Um, so that's Arch Manning. And that's, that's why he's, he's five for me. And he's uh, four for you, Corey. Yeah. Four for me. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next tier though. Uh, we spent a lot of time on that. Let's go on to our next tier. <laughs> this, is, this is in no order for me. I just want to say that the, like, these next five, I can see all being uh, Debbie assets. And I'm just going to go down my list here. It's not in any order, by the way, Lincoln Kineholz, uh, the Washington commit flipped to Ohio state, Aiden Childs going to Oklahoma state, Austin Novasad flipped from Baylor to Oregon, Kenny Minchie, a flip from Pitt to Notre Dame, and then Sam Levitt from uh, Michigan State University. Yeah, I think when you get into the names at the uh, in this in the more lower tier, and I still have I still have a lot of quarterbacks to grade. I think I only have like ten really that I've looked at. I have notes on properly, so I still got to dig in a little bit more. Um, but I think once you get into these names, you're really looking at guys who maybe have something. Something are good at one thing, not good at the other thing, are missing something, has tools, but is unrefined, you know, so some kind of thing of that nature that kind of keeps them from, from having higher ceilings. So I kind of have a lot of the same guys, you, at least some of the guys I've looked at. I've looked at, um, I've looked at Childs as well. I've looked at Novasad. Uh, I've looked at Minchie. And then um, I've also taken a look over at Pierce Clarkson, uh, going to going to Louisville over there, six foot, one hundred ninety pounds. It's just the size that bugs me so much, you know. But a very athletic guy could be a guy that's probably more exciting for C two C circles, you know. Um, I'm I'm not sure about the Debbie value there, um, but yeah, I still have a lot of work to do 
in this class. Novasad was kind of a weird one for me. I know a lot of people were a little bit higher on him. I don't know where you where you stand on him or whatever, but I think he's kind of a low, a, a high high floor, maybe low ceiling type of guy. He's shot for me a little bit lately. He's he he didn't look good at the Elite Eleven, but like I said, these guys don't have chemistry. They're just coming together for the first time. Um, but put a little put a little water on the fire for me. Yeah, no, I just uh, I just don't think um, he, I, I, like I don't think the arm was was very impressive. There was a lot of air under his balls as well. I want to see a little bit more drive. Um, I just think that he's like backup level material. Maybe maybe like the ceiling is capped a little bit. You know, 185 pounds as well, a little bit thin. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens to him. I got to dive into him a little bit more, but uh, I wasn't I wasn't too impressed on on my first looks. I'm with you. I thought a little bit of Jaden Delora actually, maybe a little bit less rushing upside. Yeah. But. Uh, I definitely saw the floatingness the way you did. Uh, I want to talk about Lincoln Kineholes though. Uh, the recent commit to uh, Ohio State, he also looked really well against in the Elite Eleven. I just wish he went somewhere else, but I'm still in. Like he looks good, and I know that you just need one year. Mac Jones only needed one year at Alabama. Lincoln Kineholes only needs one year. The 2024 uh, QB uh, Rayola decommitted, uh, and also the transfer portal's got no rules. So I mean, just like Quinn Ewers, who went to Ohio State for one year, and then he said, "All right, I'm going somewhere else." Like th- that could happen too for Lincoln. So I, I don't want to fade him because of landing spot because it is it is a very busy landing spot because this he could 100% just have the mindset of I'm going to get the coaching for one year and then I'll reevaluate where I want to go. And then obviously he gets money from NIL and all that other stuff. So I, I like Lincoln a lot. I, I really wanted to put him at my QB5, but I, I thought that would be too cute by putting Archie Manning down at six. So I couldn't do it. I know. I I really thought about other people too in there, but I we're kind of hedging our bets this early in the process, anyways. Yes, until yes. we see until we see what happens, right? And, and I did just want to point out that uh, that a uh, part of our Debbie team, our main writer over there at Mark Pouse, did do a great piece on Lincoln Kineholtz, uh, kind of looking at more of his background and stuff like that too. Head over to the C2C site if you want to check and, and learn a little bit more about the guy and where he comes from and his story. So I think it, I think it was a really nice read. Yeah. Did you? Uh, so I, I want to talk about in. Aiden Childs, are you uh, you done with Lincoln Kineholes? Yeah, we can move on from from Lincoln okay. Kineholes. So, yeah. Aiden Childs was hurt his junior year, so he's he was kind of a late riser, and he looked great. He definitely played against Ninko, I believe, twice actually um, during uh, his uh, senior year there, uh, and he went to a new quarterback coach too, and it was very noticeable. I thought he cleaned up a lot of his stuff. He looks good. I am a little worried because our recruiting team has this new tool for measuring velocity. Um, it's like something about like velocity over expected. I'm not really sure. They just throw out the numbers <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Aiden Childs did really poorly and it just doesn't look like that on tape. Uh, so, um, but they keep measuring every single throw he had and they just couldn't get a better number than what they got. So I am worried about, I, I thought I saw a lot of dump offs personally. I thought like, uh, as far as boldness goes, I don't think he was that bold of a thrower. Like he was either going to dump it off or he had a guy wide open downfield. He wasn't trying to get it into many tight windows. That's, that's what I thought as a player, which for me, I kind of like that it's smart, but at the same time, I'm like, I wish he'd take more risk. I don't know. Yeah. And he's, a, he's another slender man too, right? Six, four, 195 pounds. So he is kind of skinny. He does bring a little bit as a rusher as well. I thought he had pretty good contact balance for someone as slight as he is. He has, there's a couple of huddle tapes where he's kind of like running right through the middle of the trenches and like bouncing off guys. And I'm like, I'm kind of surprised that he can even, even do that. You know what I mean? But, but regardless of that with him, for me, it was just the mechanics and, and maybe there's some senior tape out there that I need to look at more. Senior tape is still a little bit tough to come by for some of these guys. Um, at least initially when you first look, all you're finding is, your, their junior tape and you can kind of look at each game separately if you want and do that um but i found that he has a very 
like loopy throwing motion, drops the ball a lot, um, kind of cuts the release short to kind of get the ball out quick. But like, I really want to see him, you know, kind of like get that release over the top more. I think he'd get more out of his ball, uh, uh, get a little more power out of it as well. Um, a little bit faster as well. His footwork is a little bit all over the place as well. So he definitely falls into like the project bucket for me. I really want to see some of those mechanics clean up uh, by the time I see him on the field at the next level. Yeah. And then, uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. I do want to just say one more name out there. Lenora Sellers, I got to take a bigger look into. Uh, our, our recruiting team has been talking about him a lot lately. So I got to look into Lenora Sellers. I just want to throw his name out there for our listeners. Uh, South Carolina commit. All right, let's go on to uh, – let's talk running backs. And, again, we're only looking at the top guys as, uh, for this episode. So we're, we're not shooting from deep. We'll do that later. We're just looking at, like, the top 20 want to give you our tier one, tier two guys out of the top 20. And I'm just going to hit you guys with my first top tier. And it's just two names. And that's it. It's it's not a um, – I'm going to be honest with you before I say these names. I actually like this running back class. And then once I had to put them in my rankings, I did not like this running back class. <laughs> um, and the, the two names for me are, are Cedric Baxter and Roderick Robertson. Uh, and, they, and those are the only two running backs I put inside my top 30 for Debbie. Uh, as freshmen, Cedric Bastard, ten, uh Texas, going to um, going to Texas. Uh, you guys know if you guys are a regular listener, regular listener of this show, you know I'm out on Jadon Blue. He didn't get a lot of run, and then when he did, he didn't look impressive at all. Uh, Jonathan Brooks, I think, is a serviceable college quarterback, but Cedric Bastard just has the highest ceiling and does it all. Look good at the Elite Eleven. He's got the size. I don't have to worry about him putting on weight. He's already. What is he, six foot two fifteen? Is that right? Six foot one two fifteen. Yeah, yeah, good size. Yeah, six foot one two fifteen. So he's already there. I just, I just think Cedric Baxter does it all. Maybe not the best lateral mover, but uh, you know, one cut runner, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, he is in tier one by himself for me. And I, that's just because I think he's kind of the best complete package here with the most upside already coming in with the size like we talked about. Um, has the high school production as well to back it up. You know, I know he was injured this past season, still four games over 200 yards uh, on different occasions early in the season before he got injured. I mean, honestly, the more that I watch of him, the more I like Um I think he's got some explosion. I call him slippery. Like you said, I don't think he's a guy who's going to jump cut and hit you with another jump kind of whatever. I call him slippery. I think he's slippery in the open field. Does have a, a, a nasty dead leg I did right here that I thought I caught a couple times. Um, but then he also has the power. Runs for contact. He's hard to get down. Um, and this is the part that really hit me with a comp. Um, and that's when I said that he, he was very patient and he's very instinctual. He had a lot of natural instincts when he was running in the open field, which I, which I like to see. He gave me some Brees Hall vibes. And I landed on that comp now a little bit, and now I'm kind of running away with it. because So now I'm kind of hooking myself to this guy because I was very big on Brees Hall as well. Another guy who wasn't super shifty laterally or anything, more slippery in the open field, stuff like that. So I, I kind of see some some things there. Um, maybe not as much of a pass catcher as Brees Hall, obviously. Brees Hall had a little bit more uh, in his high school film as a pass catcher. This guy, he, um, Cedric Baxter, didn't do much in his in his uh in his high school career, but you know, some of the stuff I've seen does show some pretty soft hands. So I, just to me, he seems like the most complete RB with, with the most potential, at least for me right now. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And my guy who's also in tier one uh, is Roger Robinson. He's my RB two. I'm still there with Cedric, Cedric Baxter's RB one by, by a good hefty mile. 
but but Roger Robertson is like RB fourteen. Uh, he flipped from UCLA to Georgia. I would have loved him at UCLA. Very yeah, upset about I was thinking that, that too. Out. Like I'm happy as a as a dogs fan, but like man, him filling in the like Zach Charbonnet role, maybe possibly getting that would have been no nice no one see. really. I mean, TJ Harden's there now, and Car- yeah, Carson Steele's Carson's there now too. But like if they weren't if Carson Steele didn't transfer in, like it would have been just him. Right but away. even then, he was looking at probably a role, maybe even like by. 2024 whereas still at you at georgia it's still kind of going to be crowded there with Brent yeah, Robs and still crowded. hanging around right yeah so he's six foot one 238 he joins a very elite tier of 21.5 mile an hour guys that are over 230 pounds and that's i don't have it in front of me man but i know it's like bo jackson and like saquon bart man I, yeah, i'm gonna dig it, up it off like you i'm gonna it dig it up week, later. yeah <laughs> yeah so i i love roger robertson i i do believe he'll come in more after branson is gone uh i have no doubts that he'll be elite his his he's just a super athlete and these guys that hit this mile an hour with being over 220 which he's well over 220 these guys almost always hit the only guy that missed last year was our guy justin william thomas justin justin thomas so that was that sucked but anyway um <laughs> But anyway, so I, I am really big on Roger Robinson. He he doesn't have a lot of catching on film, but I do think when he goes to camps, there's film out there from him catching balls. He looks just fine. But he wasn't asked to do it a lot in high school. So if that was a concern of yours, it's not you don't see it on the high school tape. Yeah, I go, yeah, I go dig for the camp tape. Yeah, I know. And, and speaking of the high school career, um, his senior season, over twenty three hundred yards on the ground and almost forty touchdowns. Um, had I can't remember if this was in his senior season as well, but I know he had one game as well where he went for 476 yards and eight touchdowns in one game. And yeah, I, I yeah. think Kalen Balazs did that one time, <laughs> like a long time ago. So let's hope that, that let's hope that this isn't the same size speed freak that we're dealing with. But that's really what he is, size speed freak, um, who does have some surprising like 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 footwork, some surprisingly nimble sometimes. You know, I still think he runs very hard with aggression, um, strikes tacklers, keep those legs turning, but he can make you miss. He showed like in the backfield, he's making some guys miss. He's uh, there's a couple one on one situations where he kind of got outside the tackle and he's with one DB and he makes that guy miss. Like, it, like with a bigger back, you're not always going to get the most sudden guy. You're not always going to get a guy who's going to like string together multiple moves. But I was pretty impressed with his movement skills at, at, at his his size. You know, I more of a more of a vicious like one cut runner type guy, but still, I was pretty impressed with his movement skills. I, I want to say he's like a better version of Braylon Allen. Obviously, the size is there, but Braylon Allen is more of a a slower starter, but like really elite vision. Yeah. And I think Roger Robertson has a lot more uh, tools in his belt to make guys miss, but also be a top tier runner. So I, I, I do have in my tier one, I think he could be a, um, like, I, don't know. I was going to say like a Nick Chubb with like little better hands. But anyway, I, I do think the world is his oyster. He is, he's clearly in my tier one for me. And that's it. That is it. And then let's, let's get into this next group. Corey, do you want to start off with your, your tier two? Yeah, so for what it's worth, Roger Robinson is my RB3 right now. Um, my RB2 right now, some, a guy I've fallen a little bit more in love with the more I've watched, is is Justice Haynes going over to Alabama. He's 5'11", 200 pounds. Um, you know, I think he's probably, in this class, one of the more shiftier runners at the top of this class. We were talking about it a little bit before class, before the, the show a little bit. I think he's one of the guys that really has that, like, as a rusher, that Jamar, the, the Jameer Gibbs type skill set, the ability to, you know, uh, quick twitchy feet. He's very sudden. He, he's good at changing. He can cut against the grain, go back against the field. We saw it even in the Under Armour game um, where he had that big run, even crossed back across the field or whatever. And that game was a little bit of a mixed bag for him. I don't know if you watched it as well. He did have a fumble. Um, he also had a little bit of an ugly drop as well. But 
Also had that big run, caught a touchdown as well. Very capable hands as a receiver. Um, C2C has him clocked at 21.6 miles per hour, which is plenty fast to me. Um, I just, I think if there's one thing I want to see him improve on a little bit is a little bit of patience. He's kind of like gets a ball and it's hundred miles per hour, right? At the rate, the minute he gets the ball, doesn't have the kind of patience to let his block set up a little bit. Um, doesn't necessarily press the line, you know, trying to set up guys or whatever and deceive you at the line of scrimmage. You know, he just kind of gets downhill quickly. And, and while that works for him at some of the, at some stages or whatever, and you want that, I did want to see just a little bit more patience. I felt like it was too frequent. He was doing that. So, um, Alabama, a little bit crowded right now. Uh, Jason McClellan, uh, Roy Dell still over there. Jamarion Miller, still a top 10 running back in Debbie for me as well. So I'm still pretty excited about him. But I don't know if there's anybody here that really offers his kind of like exciting skill set in the open field. So I think it's going to be tough to get on the field in year one, but I'm not ruling it out. You didn't have to mention Roy Dell. Yeah, I didn't. No. <laughs> Uh, but there's no, bodies. He's, he's, yeah, he's my four. I'm with you. I'm more concerned about uh, the competition because I'm a big Jamar Miller guy myself too. And in our our first Canvas Canyon mock draft, with I'm, which I'm participating in, he is my third round pick with Jamar Miller. So yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. Uh, I do want to say my RB three is going to be Dontavius Broswell. He is going to South Carolina. He is another uh, size speed guy. It's kind of like my theme pretty much. I'm looking for guys that already have that verified size. Okay, first off, Corey, I'm not even looking at a guy that weighs 180 pounds or less. That's just who I am. I can't do it. I can't talk myself into it. I agree 100%. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Yeah, I, I think I believe it was Chris Moxley did a study on a average of weight gained by running backs, and it was like something a little bit shy of 15 pounds. So if you're 180 and you're not, you know, you're going to touch 195 maybe, uh, I'm not interested. So anyway, um, Broswell is going to South Carolina. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd transfers out. They got actually I don't even know who's in that backfield anymore. I was just thinking, it's a bunch of like no, it's a, it's a bunch of names that like I I know I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I know it's like Juju McDowell. I think is there. Yes, um, they yes, got some yes. other guys, the guys that we're not really interested in. I don't think yes, okay, so no one there that's really much of a threat, and I think he can overtake it because again, he's one of those guys that's a verified athlete. He's got the size already, and he's just he's shown enough that I'm good. I'm good with him. So I'm sorry for that real basic bland analysis, but big and fast. Yeah, no, I I get that with him. What is his size? Like, why do I have him as 5'11", 200? Is he bigger than that? I thought he was 5'11". Uh, yeah, I'm going to need to bring it up, though. You, yeah, you're going to have to bring it up. So I, that's probably wrong in my notes anyways. But I did – come in a little bit lower on him like me if i we count my running backs right now one two three four five six seven so he's my running back seven right now and i know a lot of you guys were a little bit higher on him um he did uh, i like some of the versatility it showed return kicks um i just found him a little bit uncreative as a runner i'm not sure as you, your point on that i i, I mean i love the skill set i know he's got the speed um Miles per hour, 21.2 miles per hour, according to our recruiting team. Um, 10.7500 meter time as well, so he's got the speed there. Good contact bounce as well, bounces off a lot of guys. But in the open field, I just found that he was following his play. I didn't see a lot of creativity in the open field. Uh, I didn't see a lot of creativity at the, at the line of scrimmage. I didn't see him pressing the line a lot. I just found that he was following his play. It was something that I just wanted to see a little bit more of. His play speed a little bit slow too. Like he wasn't, sometimes he, like, he was indecisive sometimes like he wasn't trusting what he was seeing. So um, I, I was a little bit underwhelmed with the tape. I like the skill set. I like what he could possibly do. I just was a little underwhelmed with what I watched. He had a recent verified weight at 210 pounds. Okay. 
So, so yeah, uh, I got to update that, I guess. Yeah, I'm more chasing the opportunity here. I don't have to yeah. question what's in front of him, and I do like the verified athletics. So very shallow, but uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at here. I, I mean, not that I thought he didn't do anything else well. I just didn't think he was super special in anything. And I'm with you, though. Like, following the blockers, like, I am a little concerned about that. But as, like, a freshman, I'm fine with that. Like, that's okay. Yeah. The division can still come with the with the skill set there that we like. Like, like Raheem Sanders, for instance, wasn't a very great runner coming out right away. But he really developed because he had that that skill set that he could develop into. And now he's looking a lot more natural, you know. So, could could happen for Braswell, too. Yeah. So, let's talk about my RB5 and your RB5. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't know he's playing running back yet. Uh, we're talking yeah, please about, play running back. We're talking <laughs> about Cameron Selden. Uh Tennessee. He's listed as an athlete. He's six foot two, two twenty. Um, he played a wide receiver at the All American Bowl. He is uh at least one time said that he wants to play a wide receiver. Um, but his tape from Huddle is all running back stuff for the most part. Like, it's mostly running back stuff. His his recruiter going to Tennessee was the running back coach. Uh, obviously, Justin Thomas, who we were fans of, I already mentioned that twice this episode, is gone. Jabari Smalls has one more year left, and I don't think he's that special of a talent. And, and after that, there's not much left there. I think Jalen Wright's there. I don't really know mm-hmm. much about him. But more of a complimentary was, guy. Yeah, he was somewhat productive. Uh, anyway, he is great as a runner. I mean, he is fast. He's like 21.7 miles per hour at six foot two, 220. I mean, that's elite. 22.4, according to the new updates on the MP on the mile per hour. 22.4. Hell yeah, man. He's got the speed. And he wants to play wide receiver. He's got bricks for hands. He body catches. <laughs> his routes suck. I mean, if I had to grade him as a wide receiver for everyone listening, it's like wide receiver 30 to 35. It's going to be in that range, and I'm not excited about it. But, I, but running back, he's both for both of us. He's RB5, and I'm very excited for him as a running back. And, again, the coach recruited him as a running, like the running back's coach. Corey's just – this guy. Yeah, no, I, uh, it almost, like I was saying before the show too, it almost gave me a little bit of an Antonio Gibson feel where they put him out there as wide receiver in Memphis, but it was constantly like rounded routes. It was constantly like yeah. uh, body catches all the time. And, but he still looked tremendous in space. And that's why he ended up a running back at the next level. So I don't think he had the wide receiver skills. And that's something that I'm going to hope happens to Selden over here too. You know, I, I, this, I go ahead. This whole narrative makes me feel like Raheem Sanders, by the way. No, like, that, I, mean, I would that love too. that. That's yeah, that's I, I was gonna I was gonna I'm gonna send out a tweet I was already I already had it already set up man I was like if you're looking for the next Raheem Sanders Antonio Gibson in this class it might be this guy and and, and honestly like like athleticism wise he might be like up there I know actually Antonio um, Gibson was like a four point three guy so he he was pretty yeah. fast too but but this guy change of direction burst his vision too I thought his vision was was incredible man like cutting back Instagram I don't I have no idea why he wants to fight playing wide receiver so well and maybe it's more about the fact that you know running back is kind of a dying breed in the nfl a little bit more committees less pay they seen these wide receivers get major money now round one picks uh top 15 picks multiple of them so maybe that has something to kind of do with it that he wants to continue going here but i'm just praying for our for our purposes he's, he sticks at running back yeah i'm at the same i'm at the same place and i love he's he's a freight train dude he's a freight train. yeah um Let's talk about your RB4. Let's talk about Ruben Owens, who is the RB1 in the class on some services, I believe. Some. I think he's dropped a little bit. He's like a top three for most most services, I think. I'm not a fan, so why don't you speak kindly first? (laughs) No, and I I get that. I think 
the major thing here that everybody hates is the fact that he's an older prospect. I think he's going to be, he's going to turn 20 in November in his freshman season. That means he's probably not entering the season at any less of an age than 23 years old. So he's going to be an older prospect. He's going to be like that Calvin Ridley who entered the year, like who entered the league, like, at like 23 years old as well. But this is just my film analysis for now. Okay. I'm not, I'm not factoring that in as much right now. 5'11", 190, good, decent size. You still want to see some pounds added to there, but this is a guy who brings a lot of athleticism to the table. Um, multiple track times under uh, 10.7, uh, 100-meter track times. I thought he had good burst and speed. I love his receiving work as well. There was a couple of games where they're throwing him out wide. He's catching balls over DBs, um, being split out wide. Has pretty good vision, pretty good dead leg. So there was a lot there that I liked in his package as a runner. You know what I mean? So, But it, it, the, only, the one con that I could place on him was I did think that I wanted to see him running with a little bit more power. And of course, we want to see that weight rise and the age rise or, and uh, the age is an issue as well. But like, I'm not factoring that as much into my thing right now. Very productive as a high school player as well. Almost 3000 yards on the ground in his and 46 touchdowns um, as a junior, which was just like unbelievable, but I get it. People want to say, Oh, he's older. He should be able to destroy competition that's younger than him. So I get that part of it. But for right now, I like what I see on tape and I think he's going to a good situation. I don't think that Texas A&M really has a great, uh, a settled backfield right now. It's very unsettled. I think anybody could, could definitely come out of this backfield right now. And I think he's, he's going to be in there in the competition to at least get some snaps in year one. I do think, I didn't think it was that unsettled. I do think it was kind of like Lev Moss's backfield at the end of the year there. But I, I am concerned about the size. Like he's twenty years. He's gonna be twenty years old. And he weighs like one ninety. Like you know I mean, I, yeah, but why, that I, I don't. I, why would age mean that you can't put on weight though? That's the one thing I don't understand. I understand the fact that you're older than all your competition. You're gonna look better. It might be different once you're getting to play competition. That's at the same age as you. But I don't understand the not being able to gain weight at twenty years old. I mean, I guess. I mean, it should, it should just be easier. I mean, you, you kind of grow up first, right? And then you grow out, you know? He's already... I guess. The up is done. It's time to start growing out. He's not really growing out yet. And again, it's not it's not at Texas A&M's weightlifting program. He's at whatever high school program he's got going on. But I, as an off-field athlete, too, I just... I don't know, man. I didn't see him pull away as often as I like to for someone of his his uh, his caliber. Definitely as, more as quickness than like, than, like, long speed, I thought, too. Yeah. Though. Yeah, and and Texas A&M as a system is always like a two running back system, so I don't really get too excited about those running backs there. Maybe it's just recency bias in my head with with Achin and um, Spiller, but I yeah. I don't know if he'd actually get the uh, full workhorse load ever over there. But I think that so. in a sense, when you look at what they did with a chain last year, that's almost good in the sense of Ruben Owens that even if he is a little bit underweight, they gave, if he, if he's special enough there, they showed willingness to let the young, the, the guy who's underweight play a lot. So like, it's, it's not that bad of a situation. I don't think. Right. So I, I'm just not, I'm not seeing the high end traits the way I see from these other guys. We just mm-hmm. talked about like Selden's like, you know, speed and fashion and stuff like that. So I, I don't have him deep. I think I have him like RB eight, but it, and that's like a floor ranking. I'm, I'm going to admit that that's a floor ranking. Yeah. Uh, his class, but I, I, I'm not really high on his upside. Uh, then you also have uh, Richard Young here, another Alabama guy who I, I think I like RB10. Um, but you want to talk about Richard Young first? Because yeah, my, my, my whole thing is going to be narrative based. This really is right, yeah. And I don't, I think, um, at the end of the day, too, you probably have a lot more running backs ranked than me. 
Like you, you're looking at the list right here, and then I got like three other guys. So I'm still working through the process. Okay. This is kind of just like gotcha. what I've what I've seen so far, right? So uh, I have like ten ranked in total. So it's not like I can uh, I can really deal with like fifteen guys and place them differently. So I, I kind of liked what I saw from from Richard Young a little bit. Um, another five eleven, two hundred pound guy. I hope I have that right. Anyway, some of my weights have been off today, so hopefully I'm not uh, writing these guys wrong. I, I have the same. I have the same. Yeah, so going to Alabama over there as well. So it's going to be another crowded situation, which I which I understand. Um, 21.3 miles per hour by our team, which is a pretty good number. He's got a 10.81 100-meter time as well. Um, so he's got some speed there. Um, some of the pros with him, right? I liked his contact balance. I liked his burst. I thought I, he was tough to bring down. You know, he. I think that, in a sense, if his backfield came down to Richard Young and, and – um, Justice Haynes. I think they would both complement each other really well. Like Justice or um, Richard Young feels to me like the kind of guy who wants to put on 15 pounds in college and the type of running style, like that one cut bruiser back who's tough to bring down. I think that could fit him really well if he decided to do that at the next level. I think that would be his role because that's kind of the guy that I, that I picture. He does have some decent change of direction and some decent other things, but I did find him as more better when he was just one cut get downhill quickly so i think these two could complement each other well if it ever became their backfield sometime in the future so um you know there was there was some things like elusiveness maybe in the open field that was kind of why i thought he'd be better a one cut runner um that maybe he you know not the type to kind of string together moves in the open field so um I, i like him for now but as i look at more guys i could see him falling a little bit further than this yeah i i thought My same complaints about Ruben Owen kind of goes to him, right? I just didn't see the upside with him. And I also like Justin Haynes a lot more than I liked Richard Young. And so just being buried in that backfield is kind of like you're just going to get lost. You're just going to yeah. get lost. Um, so I'm going to move on now to the wide receiver group, which is my favorite, our favorite. Oh, no, it's not. I, just, I see the note. In the <laughs> I just, uh, I've always been a running back guy, but you've been going with this wide receiver thing. So I've been letting you, but yeah, I just put that there. That mine is, oh. I do like running backs. It's always been my thing because you know why? They're the fantasy kingmakers, man. You get a good at, you get a, a running back. I mean, That's why I've always loved. RB. You love yeah. bully RB regression. Yeah. All right. So, but personally, Corey, I, I think the strength of this class is along with the quarterback class, it's the wide receivers. Uh, and I, Corey knows I'm a, I'm a man of the brand. I canvas can for life. You know, I'm about to get tattooed on my chest. I'm going to name my son. I'm going to put his like middle name as Ken. Hopefully my <laughs> wife doesn't know this, you know. Uh, but we have the over-reliable year one zero theory. And generally speaking, the last two years, we've seen 10 players out of the top 20. Again, the 24-7 composite uh, beat the theory. So I'm, I'm going to make Corey talk about 10 wide receivers that he believes that could beat the year one zero theory. Um, guys that we expect to be. Uh, to be productive their freshman year. And then obviously that's a good indicator for their future success. So Corey, if you could just list off your tier one. Yeah. So my tier one um, consists of four names. You talked about in the beginning as well that I did kind of, I was looking at this and it is lacking a little bit of size. I wonder if I could push somebody up here, but I'll give you the names for now. Anyways. Um, I've got USC wide receiver, Makai Lemon at one. I've got uh, Texas wide receiver commit Jonte Cook the third or second or third. I don't know. Anyways, he's going to Texas. Um, I've got at number three, I've got Brandon Innes going over to Ohio State. And then at number four, I've got uh, USC commit Zachariah Branch um, also rounding out my top four there. So uh, why don't you give us yours? We have the same top four in different order. I just want to say that. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, though, by the way, because that means we're locked in step here. Um, I am a wide receiver one, Brandon Ennis. I believe I'm the only one in the company that's that's got that. So Brandon Ennis is my wide receiver one. Wide receiver two is Makai Lemon. Wide receiver three is Zachariah Branch. And then wide receiver four, 
is Jonte Cook. They're all tier one for me, same as Corey. We only got four guys in our tier one. And I, I'm just going to say this for both of us. Uh, these guys are all technicians. Yes. Um, so yeah. kind of shows our little bit of bias there. We, we like. I think that's why nice we probably fell in love watching the tape is that we see technicians, we see really well-refined players. I think that's why they kind of hopped up here for us. And maybe somebody with more size and some upside could eventually creep in. But for right, right now, yeah. I'm like, I'm comfortable with this right now. We feel better projecting technicians at this level. The size guy is kind of like hit or miss, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and the tape is more fun. Let's be real here. The technician yeah. tape is more fun. So uh, I'm, I'm going to start off first here with my Brandon Ennis. Real simple. I think he's the most refined technician coming out. His athletics, his game, his miles per hour is 20.9, which I do think is actually a little slower than what I thought I saw on tape. But I'm not here to argue what our recruiting team has. But I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to really simplify this. He's the top receiver going to Ohio State. He's got fine athletics. I mean, they maybe not like high end, like they're not Barry and Brown type athletics, but he still has a very high, like very decent athletics. And he's the most refined technician going to Ohio State. I mean, just just making it real simple for you guys. You know, I think he's he's on the same level as Mecca Abuka for me, honestly. Uh, so I, I really like Brandon Ennis a lot. I just think it's real simple, real safe pick. Yeah, I'm not sure if you mentioned his size, six foot, 190 pounds. Yeah, got bring, yeah, bring in pretty good size there as well. And uh, I agree with you. Maybe it's the top end speed that where he's lacking, but I do think he has a lot of quickness. You know what I mean? Like the, he's he's got some good release packages as well. We also saw him at the at the Under Armour game, and he had some good yeah. release packages in that Ooh. game as well. Had and some his nice hand fighting was good too. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Swipe the defender's hands consistently and always got it like right in the right spot. No, he's good off the line, and he's good like in and out of his breaks. He's a good route runner. He has the the, the package of skill, the skill set you want to see, the quick feet, the the suddenness, the in and out of breaks. That, that that's what you want to see. The, he also gives you some of that outside inside versatility. He did play more in the slot, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, um, what, for a lot of the tape that I watched. But he did have some reps outside, so he does give that that versatility if you want to if you want to find it. Um, Going back to the athleticism, though, too, I did find some numbers. Um, he does have a four six eight forty as as a recruit, which is only like a year ago, I believe. So that okay. is a little bit on the slower end as well. Only a thirty inch vert as well might raise some questions about some explosiveness or some speed. But from what I saw on the field as well, he looked pretty pretty quick to me. So I'm just gonna for right now, I'm just gonna say that that's you know poor testing just because you know you don't know your technique properly or whatever i think i'll get that cleaned up at the next level i think he's like you said there's a there's a ohio state trio here in the in like the top 10 and he's definitely my favorite of the class he's my current wide receiver three yeah yeah so he's my favorite one yeah let's talk uh let's talk your one my two and that's gonna be makai lemon uh he goes to the same school as his high school quarterback Mm -hmm. i mean he already has the chemistry going in and I know the other crew we both like a lot too. Um, I'm almost a little worried about cannibalization, but then I thought about it and I was like, this could just be similar to Ohio State where there's just so much volume, there's enough to go around. I'm really not worried about it. Uh, but this is a uh, Makai Lemon. He was an athlete, wide receiver. He's six foot 190 as well. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good technician. I just think he's a well rounded player. I believe he, we haven't clocked at 21.2 miles per hour. So he, again, good athlete he's kind of similar to Brandon Ennis where it's just like, this guy clearly has a well-rounded skill set. It's very safe. It's a very safe pick. Like you can't go wrong with this kid. Yeah, I know. And I think uh, this was a kid who was also the, the tape was kind of fun to watch. Cause he also has a lot of experience as a defensive back. He is playing wide receiver. So we don't have to worry about that, but yeah, the um, CB was, tape pretty, was fun. Yeah. He was a pretty good one. Like the ball skills, he had a lot of highlight 
worthy uh, interceptions and returns as well, you know, so it, it was kind of fun to watch, you know, very twitchy and sudden athlete, great change of direction, um, kind of makes him a menace as a route runner. And, and, and we can even lump this in here and talk about Zachariah Branch here too, who's my four is your three, right? Yeah, so I think these guys kind of complement each other well because I, I kind of view Makai as more of a technician who can do a little bit more, uh, all the route versatility that you're going to need, um, great awareness near the sideline, tax the ball. And I picture Branch right now as a little bit rawer, as as I know it's probably not a word, but more raw as, as a route runner <laughs> and, and some of the other things. I think he's a great speed guy and he's a great yes, gadget guy. Too. Yeah, they got a lot. They got the ball in his hands a lot and let him do a lot of things. But as a route runner, he was more of just like the goal and beat your guy with pure speed and then catch the ball down the field. That was kind of what he was. And Mikhail Lemmick kind of worked those underneath routes. So I, I picture them as very complimentary to, to each other and kind of like the next set of guys, you know, for USC when Mikhail, when uh, Malachi Nelson takes over. And it's a very exciting group, maybe, maybe lacking some size, but, but it's a pretty exciting group. Yeah. I want to correct myself, by the way, Lemon was 20.9 miles per hour, same as Ennis. And then Branch had 21.4 miles per hour. And our, our recruiting team often comps Branch to uh, Jalen Waddle, And it's it's kind of very easy to see when you kind of say it like that. So it, it's uh, that's the player you're getting with Branch. And I thought Corey put it well. Like these guys complement each other's skill set well. They don't have size. But that's what Deuce Robinson, the tight end coming in for, is we'll talk about him later. Yeah. For like a quick <laughs> half second. You guys know us. But it's a quick half second. But, uh, so size is not their thing. But, again, um, athletics are there. Uh, let's talk about the last guy here. Wide receiver two for you, four for me, John Tate Cook. Uh, you take it away to start off. Yeah, six foot, 175 pounds. So he is a little bit slender, um, uh, but uh, very good uh, numbers in track and field. Triple jump, long jump, had some pretty solid numbers there. Another one of these very technically refined wide receivers at the class. So one thing that I loved watching with him, um, one thing that I love to see in a lot of my wide receivers, something that Garrett Wilson did really well as well, was changing the tempo within some of his routes. A lot of versatility in his routes as well, you know, random different ways, um, different different speeds. You know, I thought his, his ball skills were pretty good, uh, although there are some recruiting sites that do note that he dropped the ball on occasion. But unfortunately, like, we're not always going to see that with huddle tape it's a lot of highlight film and, and to there he looks like he catches the ball pretty well and attacks it pretty well so there's not much i can say there um he does have a pretty lean build um it's a bit of a theme for this upper tier right now so i wouldn't necessarily call him a burner either but he, he is kind of a he's more of a technician um i can't where do we have a miles per hour on him i will have to check my yeah I'll bring, I'll bring it up I can bring that up. Yeah, you set. got it. Yeah. Anyways, but I, I don't think Texas situation is too bad either. I do worry because the theme of this thing was that we were trying to be finding year one year, guys. We're going to break the year one wide receiver mold. And it is kind of if if Xavier Worthy stays and then Jordan Whittington, I think, is staying as well. Kind of man that slot position pretty well for them. Then you've got Isaiah Nayar returning, who had a lot of hype last year. So it does make me worry a little bit about the year one zero. But I just hope that he can get on the field, maybe as the wide receiver four, make enough noise to kind of beat those those thresholds that we hope for him. He runs 20.7 miles per hour. But my very first note that I wrote about him, Corey, was that I don't know if there's a better receiver that attacks angles than uh jonte cook does yeah i thought he's like really excellent at that so uh and i think he did he win the best hands competition at the all-american i believe it was him and makai lemon that were maybe he did yeah that and i mentioned that too i was even saying like i'm surprised some of these recruiting sites if you go to look at some of their scouting reports they said that he dropped the ball on occasion which you know yeah we don't really see we don't really get to see that in some of the highlight (laughs) film though so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to quantify that but still yeah it's something to, to at least know at least yeah, I think he's got a really good, really good wingspan too for his size, which I like that too. So, uh, and 
and I don't I don't know if Corey mentioned this. You know, I, I might have zoned out a little bit here, but uh, he was he was the recruit. That, I don't know if you guys remember the viral videos where he kind of clowned on Texas A and M. Yeah, I didn't mention this part. Yeah, no, uh, he, he <laughs> I forgot Texas it was this A&M. guy. Yeah, yeah he visited Texas A and M, and he's you know they're all got him on video, and he's like, well, where, where's the football trophies? Because they're showing him all the trophies on the wall. <laughs> so, uh, but he, he was fair about it. He did it to every other school after that, but. Uh, when he first did it to Texas A&M, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, he had fun with um, it, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I do want to mention this too. Austin, who I think is really great at uh, analyzing wide receivers. This is his wide receiver one, Jontae Cook. So yeah. uh, might be a good safe bet there. Let's get into our tier two. Uh, I'm just going to start off with my first one. It's just the same as your first one. Look at that, yeah. Corey. Jurion Dickey going to Oregon. He's six foot three, two ten, I believe. Is it 210? Yep, that's what I've got, yep. 210. Uh, I do want to say this, though. As far as physical frame goes, I think he's already maxed out. Uh, he's he's kind of already locked in. And for me, as an athlete, I don't think he has much room to grow. Uh, his frame's maxed out, which is fine. Uh, he doesn't look like much of a technician when you watch his high school tape. Um, but I, I do think his 7v7 uh, type tape looks a lot better uh, as a technician, though. So, uh, But I know Corey's got a lot more to say about his technical ability. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have much to say about the technical ability, I guess. I just, um, I did think he, he struck me as more of the possession type guy. Um, you know, I, I wrote down very good at the 50 fifties. I, I found a little bit of a lack of separation, but he was winning at the catch point, which is what you want to see. It's great play strength playing through DBs that we're trying to, trying to break that up. Got great size and great wingspan as well. Some of the, there was, uh, I can't, I don't have the measurements in front of me, but two, four, seven, actually I noted it as, as a very wide wingspan for him, which is nice to see has a 4.5840 and a 37 inch vert so he's got some athletic ability there i don't know if i feel like it comes off on the screen every time um i did maybe want to see a little bit more burst off the line that initial acceleration that i, that I kind of wanted to see from him but i do think there's some good things there i think he's got good build-up speed i think he's got good concentration down the field good ball tracking good body control um i just think that maybe he lacked a little bit of uh, of the separation that i wanted to see but I am trying to push up some of these size guys. So that's why I've got him up uh, high, right here, high right now, at least here. I think he is one of the more, at least because we're going to talk about some other bigger guys in the, in this top 10 here. But I think he's one of the more refined guys in the top 10. Yeah, so we do have his max miles per hour here at 20.4, which isn't bad. It's not bad. It's just not great. Um, but I, I'm with Corey there. He kind of lacks separation ability. I think he's more of a yak guy personally for me where you want to get him the ball in space and then he's very good at using his frame and being physical and getting the extra yardage that way uh not exactly i don't want to like pigeonhole him as a big slot but uh that's kind of what i'm thinking out here too his his ceiling comp for a lot of people is is aj brown i think that's a fine comp coming out of high school uh but we'll see here at oregon and oregon only really has troy franklin i'm not really worried about any other pass catcher on that offense no. so he, he can very easily get on the field early which is what we want to see uh, let's go on to uh, Corey's next guy here. Corey has Hakeem Williams at his uh, yeah. second in tier two. Uh, I'm gonna start off here first. Six foot three, going to uh, FSU. Uh, I'm a little cooler on him uh, because uh, he's he's gonna be 19 years old as a freshman, and that's uh, a red flag. There hasn't been a 19 year old that's worked out. Uh, last year's 19 year old to hang your hat on was Savion Red for Texas. I know that Julian Fleming was 19 years old entering the uh, the college players too. So he's probably one of the more more famous ones. So these older recruits just don't ever work out. Not that it's a hard stat. It's just it's been like 50 of them, and there's none of them that ever worked out. 
and I'm and I would be a little bit more forgiving, but I don't really know how Florida State does developing wide receivers. I don't really consider them a, a developmental school as far as that goes. They're kind of always a school that has those athletes that are raw, like Tamorian Terry, who we'll never know what his ceiling is because of the legal troubles that he got in, which he's out of, by the way, was innocent, but it's, it's a little too late anyway. Uh, so we'll never know. But like he, he's been playing football for two years. That's it. He looks great. I mean, he, his tape reminds me a lot of George Pickens. I mean, he's a bully. He's fast. He's got high level of athletics. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a young Julio Jones is what he is. And that's what his ceiling can be. So if somebody had like Hakeem as like a top three guy, because that's the ceiling they see and, and his athletics are definitely that ceiling of play too. Then I, I, I can't really argue that I'm just a little hung up on the 19 year old age and that he's going to a school that isn't really known for developing wide receivers. He went to like Ohio state where I, I mean, they're consistent developing technicians. I would feel a lot better about it, but I don't know about Florida state. No. And I, I honestly think that you nailed it on the head. There's a reason I have him this high, and that's just because of the upside. It's a little bit – I want to push some size up as well, but it's because of the upside. This is a guy who's 6'3", uh, 200 pounds with uh, – our, our team clock him at 22.4 miles per hour, which is like freaking blazing fast for a guy that size. I did see really good movement skills on tape as well, but it's just raw. It's it's completely raw. You have to bank on the fact that you're you're projecting some upside. You're projecting him to hopefully refine his abilities at the, at the next level. Um but there is, there's always risk in ranking some of these guys up here, you know, like your, like your Demond DeMoss, like he did a couple of years ago. Of course, he had some other problems as well. Uh, that all goes into it. But um, it, it's, it's the, those big, tall, raw wide receivers who rely on athleticism that sometimes scare me um, into ranking them higher. Or like maybe I might even rank this guy higher because let's be honest, if he did hit his ceiling, he might be wide receiver one in this class. But that's if he hits a ceiling, which is very far for him. He also has probably one of the lowest floors in this class because of how raw he is as well. He might just never fully develop as the guy we want to see. So um, I'm comfortable with him here for now. Um, and it's not unlike a guy like uh, thinner, obviously, but, but Troy Franklin, who came in like pretty raw, had great movement skills, still isn't much of a technician from, you know, kind of the stuff that me and you say, but is sort of putting it together now by sophomore year. I kind of hope that can be the same path for Akeem Williams. Yeah, Troy Franklin is succeeding in his own way, which is interesting. We'll see how much that pays off. But anyway, yeah. that's not who we're talking about. <laughs> I, I I can't blame him for having Hakeem Williams that high. I, I can I can 100% understand and see that ceiling. And I, I mentioned literally Lemon and Ennis being like super safe picks. I mean, that's that's what they yeah. are. They're like, they're safe picks. You can almost bank on them make, like working out. Uh, your only only question is how high is their ceiling? Uh, I'm going to talk about Carnell Tate here. Um, you have him as, I believe, 10 uh but uh he's he's uh sorry img academy which is just a powerhouse high school uh team uh his tape was really hard to evaluate in my opinion it's just it's a professional system they their pro style it's it's quick it's not like you can i don't know it's not like i can sit here and be like yeah he's a technician i don't see that i don't really see that on the tape at all he just I don't know what to say, Corey. He just looks good, but like there's really not like a lot going on. There's nothing flashy about his game. And I, unlike Jonte Cook, I can't sit here and say, "Oh, he's really good at angles." I'm because he's it's not like that at all. He's not a speedster either. His athletics is just I'll pull it up, but it's it's also again just it's it's not low, but it's not high either. 
Yeah, no, I know his miles per hour I have written down here is 20.5. And I did write down as a con a little bit that I was worried about separation with him because a lot of the plays he was making, he had a lot of those nice one-handed catches uh, on his huddle tape and stuff like that. But he was like, the guy was draped all over him when he was making those catches. Yeah, great so hands, I, great. yeah exactly. So I, that was the one thing that maybe I could have given him was hands. They seemed very natural. Yeah, he had multiple one-handed catches, uh, good ball tracking. Um, those were some of the things that I liked. He did play inside and outside as well. Um, I loved his use of hands at the line of scrimmage, even if I didn't think that his footwork release package was very good. I liked his use of the hands at the line of scrimmage. I think a lot of wide receivers don't do that enough. You can get a little physical at the line of scrimmage and it helps you get the leverage that you need. Um, I think that's one thing that he did do well. Um, but yeah, you know, I, this was, this was a guy like you were saying with Dickie that I wrote potential role as a big slot because I don't know if he has that explosiveness that I want to see, but maybe he could be like a Michael Thomas type slot. He is slender to 180 pounds, six to 180 pounds. So we will have to see some weight probably added there. Um, but, but he's not bad. I, I, w- I came away feeling okay about him. Yeah. A tough eval for me, the Ohio state land spot makes me feel good about it. And when evaluating the top three guys they're bringing in, because they are that type of program, I thought he was my clear-cut wide receiver two out of the three. Corey, though, has somebody else as his wide receiver two out of the Ohio State trio, and that's Noah Rogers. I I just want you to start off by saying nice things, and I can say some mean things. Got you. Yeah, no, I did like him at uh, at six two hundred ninety five pounds too to bring a little bit more of that size. Um, I really liked him at the catch point as well. Good body control, good hands, um, great high pointing as well. Um, there's a clip of him, okay. And if you haven't, I don't know if you, you've probably seen it because you watched a lot of this tape as well. But this is one thing that really hooked me on him was his release package against press. Okay, there's this one two where he turns around, one guy completely blows or he's like double covered. They're pretty much doing like a cover two. The guy's slightly above, guy's doing the lower zone. He the guy in the lower zone is doing press. He gets around that guy, and then the other guy gets the other guy to bite low, and he broom goes right past him. That was one thing that made me start looking at it, and I really do think he has a nice release package. This guy's return threat as well i thought he showed some versatility there um my cons with him maybe not the most shifty guy in open space even though he is a return threat he wasn't one guy that's gonna like string together a bunch of moves he was one guy that just understood good field vision he is maybe more closer to the possession side um but i did find him getting a little bit more separation at least at the line a lot of because of what he does at the line of scrimmage compared to uh carnell tate he really fell off his senior year for me i just yeah, I that might be productive. I gotta, I gotta do, uh, he was raw. I know that. I know the uh, the recruiting team talked about that a lot. So that really weighed in on me. Definitely left an impression on me. Um, as far as like kick returns, by the way, I don't want to backtrack too much. But I, but I was looking at the kick return stats for these recruits, and I just, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I'm so sorry, guys. Zachariah Branch has seven punt returns for seven touchdowns. Yeah, he's great. He's um, we we forgot to mention that. Yeah, definitely yeah, an amazing. That was worth mentioning. Yeah, and then. Uh, Cordell Russell has, yeah, okay, anyway. That's that's the best kick returner in this class. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I'm a little cooler on Noah Rogers. I think he's raw, and I don't think as an athlete he's that good either. Do you have his mile per hour in front of you? I don't. I don't. 20, I can... uh, 20.3. It's 20.3. Yeah, okay. and, and I, he didn't I strike me as the fastest. Yeah, and I and when you're when – you're, um, that's not slow. But, like, I, I would rather be more of a technician – than than uh that type of player so i i don't know so i he was my wide receiver three and that's kind of why i'm leaving him for dead not because i thought he's a bad player but just because i like the other two guys a lot more 
All right, let's talk about the last guy that we both have on our list, and that's going to be Shelton Sampson, LSU. He's my wide receiver 11, uh, but he's still in my top 10 out of the top 20. I'm kind of cheating here because I put two guys in there that weren't supposed to be in there. But uh, Samson Selden of LSU, he's six foot four, 180. He's slender. He, on paper, is supposed to be like a super athlete. I'm talking about like a Quinshawn uh, Johnston type, Quinn Johnston type athlete. Um, but you don't see that on tape. I, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see the high-end athlete. I think he has a... A, a one-trick release package, kind of similar to, like, Sky Moore, which is fine for high school again. Um, but then he has, like, really good ball track and really good hands. And I love the size because this class kind of lacks size. Like, it's really just Dickey, Hakeem Williams, and Samson Shelton out of, like, the top. And it's, like, hard to fade guys that already have the alpha size. And he goes to a system, too, that's losing LSU is losing Jerry Jenkins. They're losing Boutte. They just retaining Malik Neighbors. And Beck went to the portal. So they're losing three guys. And it's hard for me to like say this guy's not going to get touches. And I'm thinking on the on paper athleticism because the tape was like hard to uh, to analyze. I know I messaged you about it. Like, I was like, I don't know what to make of this player. Like his play is fine, but there's, there's I don't know what I can hang my hat on and be like, this guy's special in this one category. No, and we essentially said the same thing when you texted me that. I was like, he loves to do that choppy feet release, and that's like his main move. Like, it's just like he comes up to the line, chops his feet like five times, and goes the direction. Yeah, and chops his the arms. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it's it's the same thing every time. So I did want to see more versatility there. Um, our team has yes. him clocked at 21 miles per hour, so there is some athleticism there that I don't necessarily agree also comes out on tape all the time. I do think he has more of like a build-up speed. Um, long strider down the field kind of gets more speed as he picks up. Not very explosive, like off the line. He, he looks like he jogs, dude. Like, I don't, I, when I yeah. watch him, I'm like, he's not giving full effort ever. And I'm not saying he's lazy. I'm just saying he doesn't have to. So he no. doesn't. I also get that impression a lot from bigger wide receivers. So that's why I try to like, make sure I'm not, not seeing something. Cause sometimes those bigger guys are moving a lot faster than we even realize just cause their legs are so long and stuff. They don't look like they're running as fast, but it's like, they could be going pretty fast. So sometimes I like to, I like to keep that in mind, but he was one that I thought maybe the play speed didn't match the on paper speed that we've kind of seen from our recruiting team and other events that he's tested at. Um, I also thought that he was pretty simple route tree as well. Um, and for his size, 6'4", 181, that's thin. Okay, so that, that is thin. So maybe I should have expected this. But I did find he lacked play strength. He got beat up at the line sometimes. Like sometimes <laughs> a guy would like get his get his hand on him and reroute him. And it's like, man, you're like, you're kind of big. You should like be able to do something there. So I there's there's he felt raw as a package to me. Um, and maybe and not the same upside. Uh, like the, the athleticism at least didn't, didn't shine through like a guy like Hakeem Williams, which is why he ended up lo- a lot lower for me. Well, not a lot lower, but lower for me. Yeah, so I'm going to move on to some guys that Corey doesn't have. So Corey can go ahead and take a little break here. But I'm going to talk about Nathan Leacock, who really rose up in the ranks late. Tennessee commit six foot three, 200 pounds, 21.4 miles per hour on the field. Ultra productive as a senior. I'm pulling up his stats right now. 57 catches for 1,390 yards and 20 touchdowns. I mean, this guy was ultra productive. Now, his route tree was not not complicated it really wasn't it really wasn't that much deception either but he was clearly a physical bully when he had to be and then he i thought he was very quick and accelerating uh as well so uh and he goes to tennessee tennessee loses hyatt they lose tillman uh i I think there's a clear open spot for him to, to take right away and again those verified athletics for a guy of his size six foot three 200 pounds i think 
I think he can be as much of a technician as Tillman is within three years. I mean, that's that's a lot of time to learn all that. He just needs to touch the field year one. So I I love Nathan Leacock. He is, I think, my wide receiver eight in the class, probably the highest on the website. So he's my wide receiver uh, nine out of everybody I have. But out of the top, out of the top twenty, he's my wide receiver eight. I'm gonna talk about DeAndre Moore now, the other Texas commit. Uh, Flip from Louisville. I, I think I think he comps really well to to Khalil Shakir. I thought he was kind of a technician, not really. Um, I can't really. I mean, he's not in that top tier of technician play, is what he is. But I, I think he is a playmaker with the ball in his hands. He has great play strength. He's definitely wants to be physical. Like he's there to fight for every single yard that he can get. And I, I do think Downey Moore is is a underrated talent. Uh, but I'm not exactly sure what the ceiling is because I just comes into a fifth round draft pick in the NFL. But anyway, <laughs> uh, DeAndre Moore, I, I really do think he is a, a slept on guy. No, I like a lot of what you said. Um, I think some of my notes here that I've got written down: great ball tracking, um, good play strength as well. That I thought I know was from him, good concentration. My one major con from him um, is that I just want to see a little bit more deception in his routes. I found that he kind of just route, ran the route straightforward. You know, you got a post. He didn't try to break him off at the corner very much, like try to deceive him very much. He just ran the route, broke it at the right spot. That's that's about it. He's just running it straightforward, which which tends to work a lot at the high school level. But as you start to get more competition, you're going to need to in, incorporate a lot more deception within your routes to kind of – these quarterbacks are, are getting smarter and smarter on you as you as you keep going up the, up the level of competition. So you're going to need to do something to kind of – confuse him a little bit. And that's something I really wanted to see a little bit more from him, but, uh, but yeah, it's still an interesting guy for me. Um, somebody on my full evaluation isn't completely done on yet, which is why I didn't really put him on here just yet. Um, but I do have notes on him already. I've, I've started my evaluation on him already. So he could be a guy who, who climbs into this list for me. The one guy I do have in my list that you don't have right now is Jalen Hale. Um, going over to Alabama, um, six, one, one eighty five. kind of an interesting guy. Um, the miles per hour tracker isn't too great for him. 20, 20.1 miles per hour. And I do feel like I see it on film a little bit. Um, but this was a guy who ran track as well. So he does have a little bit of athleticism there. I don't think that his, that his evaluation is that far off from a guy like, uh, why is his name? Oh, Ja'Cory Brooks last year. Oh, I, didn't I was about think, to say, dude, I really yeah, was. I really yeah. was to bring it up. I, yeah, that I didn't, I, I kind of like the same lack of dynamic ability in the open field or whatever, but just a really solid receiver, good play strength, good high pointing and attacking the ball. He's got good buildup speed. Um, he plays like a big wide receiver, even if he's, you know, six, one, one which isn't huge, but I find that he does play like a big wide receiver. I did, you know, I, you do want to see a little bit more play speed out of him. Um, hopefully he can do that as well. That is something that Ja'Cory Brooks, I think impressed me a little bit more of as I watched him at Alabama. And I don't necessarily think that this room isn't open for someone to contribute. I know Burton's probably going to be around next year. You're still going to have Brooks, but, but Earl's on his way out. We saw them rotate a lot of guys in and out. Um, a lot of the freshmen got some run tier two. So uh, I'm hoping that he's going to be the freshman this year. That's going to get some run in, in, in this group or whatever, kind of break the rotation a little bit, but they rotate a lot of guys in and out. And I think there's a chance he could break that year one zero. And that was kind of the, the theme of this list. So that's why I kind of put him on here too. I think he's got a chance. Right. So I, I, I constantly just Corey Brooks and which wasn't like a positive for me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have a Jacory Brooks high in my rankings, but it's almost cause it's like a default, like you're the default virus or one for Alabama. Like, but I'm not feeling great about him. He's got great hands, snatches the ball out of the air. Like he, he's very good at, at the catch point. Uh, but again, not a high end athlete, which is what I think Alabama does best in developing. Now they just fired their wide receiver coach today. So we'll see who, who comes in there. Uh, maybe, maybe, Oh man, who was the receiver coach for for Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson? 
Do you like? Oh God, I don't know. Um. Oh. Oh, the guy who went to the NFL. I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. But that guy, I think that guy just sitting on a sofa somewhere. Like, go grab him. But anyway. Yeah. (laughs) um, uh, So uh, we don't know the wide receiver coach is. But usually Alabama uh, do like their high-end athletes. And I don't think Hale is that. I don't think Brooks is that. Brooks was in the doghouse and dragged his body out and like made him be the wide receiver one the last couple games. But um, I like – I like one of the four stars better. And last year I got way too bold and cute with my rankings and did a lot of uh, like four stars over five stars, which I'm trying not to do this year. But I, I do like um, Jaron Hamilton. You got to check him out because Austin doesn't like him. And I would like to have you on my team in that debate. <laughs> okay. Because Jaron Hamilton has 21.2 miles per hour. He looks good. I mean, he looks good. I, I know Austin says he looks good too, but Austin Austin's not a believer. But anyway. <laughs> I think that's the top rookie coming in, but uh, that's that's why I'm off of Halo. Just because, just like you, I comped him to, to Jacory Brooks, and I'm like, I'm not even excited about Brooks. Well, I'm gonna get excited about no. It does it does seem like they like they have their mold, right? They like their quick, shifty, right. speed guys, but it seems like they bring in like one or two of these possession types every year that seem to get some run. Whether it was Hold in the past couple of years, or now it's Jacory Brooks, and maybe now it's gonna be Hale. That's gonna get Preston some last year. Yeah, so I mean. They're, they're, there's guys that come in with a, they, they tend to grab like one or two of these guys, and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But, but yeah, I think I think he's got some room. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So the two guys here that aren't in the top twenty, but I do actually have in my top ten. Um, I do want to say now I have to, I have to give a special shout out before I start off because I know he'll get mad. Uh, I got to shout out big wide receiver guy Matt for Cordell Russell. He is the biggest fan of Cordell Russell, and I finally put him at my wide receiver six. Uh, he's going to TCU six foot three. He runs over 22 miles per hour. Got a huge wingspan. His senior tape is elite junior tape. Not so much. Gotta love the improvement though. Uh, I don't want to give away too much because we'll do another episode on, on deeper players later. And then my other guy is Jaden Greyhouse. I think Jaden Greyhouse is just a high level technician, low level athlete. I shouldn't say low level, mid-level athlete, high level technician going to Notre Dame. He gets Sam, Sam Hartman right away. Um, and not a lot of competition. So it, th- those are my other two guys inside my top 10. But uh, now you guys know us. We hate tight ends. Uh, so, you know, they we, we love tight ends. They're the easiest to predict in college. I mean, hands down. And then they're always instant impact players at the NFL. You know, 100%. Yes. So um, we're going to we're going to be very quick about this. And we're going to talk about the one guy we both like. And it's going to be Deuce Robinson. Yeah, he's 6'6", uh, 225 pounds, so we're going to see some weight added. But a lot of guys have come in underweight as tight ends who have put on the weight necessary. I think he can probably do that just fine. He's definitely got the frame for it at 6'6". Um, leaning towards Georgia right now, which has started becoming a tight end factory. But USC is also in the picture right now, um, so it could be either one of those two plays. Um, we have a really interesting athletic uh, comparison tool that you can play around with at C2C. Um, you can already see how a guy like Deuce, uh, Deuce Robinson compares to some of the tight ends in the NFL. And uh, with the times our team has clocked, Robinson falls into a bucket with guys like uh, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, and Jared Cook, all within like, you know, eight spots of this guy. So, you know, a TV, uh, a tight end evaluation is difficult when we're trying to predict NFL success, but we know we want two things. That's size and that's that's athleticism. And he might be a little thin right now, but he'll have time to get to where he needs to be. and, And we know he locks up both these categories. The only concern with Deuce Robinson is that he's also a very high-level baseball player, and he has been vocal about wanting to play both sports. Now, with NIL, clearly you get paid a lot more to play f- to play football, even in college, more than, than early on in the pros. So I, I hope 
that he does that more of a hobby in college and not full time. So, uh, and I, unlike Corey, I think I saw that he was more leaning USC, which I like a lot more because Georgia's just too too crowded. Yeah, I was just going off of two four sevens predictions right now. They've got like eighty okay. percent Georgia, like like something. Ooh. Yeah. Last so time I checked on three, they were leaning USC. I've, I've just becoming more of an on three fan lately, just to be honest. Yeah, with they, they they're good too. I need to start using them more actually, to be honest. Yeah. With you. Uh, but no, he, he has great size too. And we talked about uh, Makai Lemon and uh, Zachariah Branch. USC is really not known for size. Even now, like it's just Brendan Rice and that's it. Uh, so it, th- they're a team that lacks size. And I remember Matt Bruni asking the recruiting team just some questions because he wanted to put together a little project. And he asked uh, all of us who uh, could be like a top player at their position as a freshman. You know, and I remember Austin, I think Austin put Jonte uh, Cook. I think someone else put like a quarterback, Dante Moore. But anyway, I was being cute and I was like, Deuce Robinson. They don't have anyone there. He can be an instant red zone threat and it doesn't take much to be a top tight end. You know, you just need a couple touchdowns. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's Deuce Robinson. We do love the athleticism. We love the size. Again, 10 pounds over, well, 15 pounds over like three years. It should be very easy for him. USC is a great offense, obviously. Uh, and I think it wasn't Mark, Mark Andrew was Lincoln, was Lincoln Riley, right? That was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so Lincoln Riley also has a history with tight ends to a degree. Um, any com- any last comments on Deuce Robinson? No, I, I think you nailed it right there. I'm hoping that he goes to Georgia as a, as a dogs fan, but I do think that his fantasy upside would probably be at USC at least early because obviously they've got a, a backlog of good tight ends there at Georgia right now. Right. Yeah. All right, guys, that wraps up our show for the week. Corey and I will be back next week with our final episode on the transfer portal, just wrapping things up. Uh, and as always, if you like the show, please review, please give it those five stars that help us out a lot. It helps out my commission checks. You know how it is. But also, uh, if you don't like it, just go ahead and wait until next week. All right. And from Corey and I, good night. And good luck.